Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Dan Bach talks to the biggest personalities in DFS, delivers commentary on the industry's most important topics, and gives you the advice you need to help build winning lineups. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head games, you are just going to lose. You didn't really think we were going to get rid of that, did you? Here's your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. How's it going, everybody? Welcome. Dan Bach here, Roto Grinders, Daily Fantasy Fix podcast for you here on this Monday, kicking off a new week and hopefully helping you lead to some profitability and uh, saving you some time on some research. And uh, always, big thanks going out to Fantasy Draft. If you want to pay it forward, you know how to do it. It's going over to Fantasy Draft, making that deposit using that promo code Grinders. And if you've already if you've already done that, you're playing over there. We'll play a little bit more. Uh, you know, support the sponsors is how we can offer things like this podcast absolutely for free. So I hope you check them out over there uh, at uh, FantasyDraft.com. Check them out uh, today. Uh, mainly going to be baseball tonight. We've got one day basketball, and you know I'm okay on one day slates. It's not really my thing to be playing that much of, uh, but for those of you who want to get the sweat on a day of basketball, you can play it, but apparently um, the sites find that a lot of people like to play it. We got two $100,000 payouts in hoops tonight on one day basketball. Now, I got news for you. Uh, probably going to have duplicate lineups, and, and here's the thing, and this is where you know, I think FanDuel, DraftKings, if they're going to run these things, they need to be a little bit more creative in the makeup of the games themselves uh, because you're going to have just a massive number of ties in these things. Uh, and, you know, some people will say, Dan, you said the same thing for football. And we didn't necessarily have that for football and the Super Bowl. And they had a million-dollar first-place payout. But a little bit different there with football, especially on DraftKings, is the fact that they um, included all those different defensive players. It allowed, you know, that builds in so much variance and so much uh, ability for people to build different lineups that wasn't that big of a deal over there on DraftKings for the Super Bowl. But for basketball, the rotations are so small. Um, You know, they're playing like, most teams are playing like eight, nine guys at the absolute most. And, you know, there's just a certain finite number of ways that you can build teams and people are going to land on those things. And uh, you're more than likely to not have outlier performances, which can help you know, distinguish uh, a singular lineup. You're you're not really going to have that much more uh, in NBA. So what I would be doing, and and FanDuel has that one and a half, what, MVP spot where they give you one and a half points, which it's nice in theory, but I don't think it really works because everybody's just putting their number one guy in there. So like Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know, if he's if you view him as the highest scoring player on the game tonight, you're probably going to put him in that spot. 
over everybody else because it makes the most sense to do it. Uh, and sometimes you can like leverage the field in that, but not in the game of basketball, not so much in the playoffs where it's pretty obvious where things are going to go. And even if you say you're not going to play Giannis, there's only like two or three other guys you could conceivably even play that would make sense to do it. So what they should do in my eyes, if you're going to kind of keep these single game slates going, is I think they need to add more of those... Um, uh, you know, kind of bonus, I don't say bonus points, but, you know, if you're going to go 1x, like what they need to do is in this, in the two or in the three spots, they need to have more of those spots because that's where you can differentiate things because the top players are going to be pretty obvious in terms of you're going to want to get that, that one and a half x. But when you got like, and you still have to fill in a salary cap and you still have the ability to get extra points out of certain players, that is going to add an element of not just skill, but just uh, the differentiating of the lineups because you've got all these utility spots. It's like pretty obvious where everybody's going to go. So uh, I, I hope like the game departments can look at it a little bit and try to come up with an idea that is maybe just, um, I don't say more complex because you don't want it too hard for your average user, but something that is going to keep us from having extreme duplicate lineups, especially if you want to run, you know, massive $300,000 tournaments with 100000 up top. You just, the likelihood that somebody's going to walk away with that amount of money is, is not great. So uh, that's my request to them. So we'll see if they listen. But uh, obviously, there's big demand for it. I just think we can build a quote-unquote better game. And that's something which I don't want to see tossed out of the window for the sake of running more slates. And, you know, potentially some people will say, well, Dan, we've already crossed that, you know, barrier and that's fine, but let's at least do the best that we can uh, with that. So we'll certainly see what happens. And I think there's a big discussion to be had on what will we see come football season with these standalone games, because, you know, as we've seen with Major League Baseball, and it's a little bit different with baseball and lineups and whatnot, but baseball, the Sunday night game is what just showdown, right? There's no, uh, there's no, you know, it's not involved in any sort of slate. So is the same going to apply for Sunday night football, for Monday night football, for Thursday night football? Are those games no longer going to even be included on a longer slate, are they just going to be pushed across as single gamers? Uh, I think that's a topic we need to touch up on uh, at some point in time. It doesn't need to be today, but that's something we need to talk about. All right, well, uh, let's get to baseball tonight. Not a huge slate. I actually like this size of slate. It's pretty decent. And uh, we're going to look at uh, where we're going to go with starting pitching, hitting, and uh, and kind of give you a path at least until, you know, to give you a glimpse of the way that uh, I'm looking to kind of build my lineups here tonight. Uh, all right. Again, we've got that early six, what is it, like 6-10 start or something here tonight. So uh, that's clearly not something that we are uh, particularly worried about. So let's kind of get into uh, the starting pitchers today. It's interesting. I run a lot of different models here in the morning to kind of see what they're thinking. And obviously those will tinker and change throughout the day. And I'm a little surprised at how much John Lester love there has been so far. Now, his price on DraftKings is pretty moderate today, uh, but pitching in Wrigley, and again, we're waiting on a game total. We're waiting on wind, which appears to be blowing out. 
Uh, I'm just not sold on it against this Rockies lineup that that's really the way I want to go today. Uh, I feel like Arenado easily can send one or two out of the ballpark tonight. And yes, he's cheaper. He's not in that 10K range where you've got a lot of guys. But that was kind of the semi-surprise to me was the uh, number of models that had um, John Lester popping. I don't think that's the way I'm planning on going tonight. So uh, in terms of like the top guys today, like all these guys over 10K, you got Arietta, you got Greinke, uh, you've got Charlie Morton today. Uh, I'm not really in love with any of these tonight. I, I think this is a, uh, an evening to pay up for bats. Um, I don't foresee me playing much of any of them. Uh, if I was going to rank them, it would probably be uh, Morton, Arietta, and Granke in that order. But I, I honestly, I don't really think that's a path to, to winning here today because I don't think there's enough upside in there. I think the, the tournaments today are going to be won with the bats. And I think some of these middle-tier guys can easily match what, what those guys are going to put up today. So uh, I'm kind of off them today. I mean, Morton's a great pitcher. Uh, it's been phenomenal. But do you really want to face the Yankees here today? I mean, that team is just totally locked in right now at the plate. And I don't really want to mess with it. Um, Arietta against Miami, you know, that's somewhat desirable spot. But, man, did they jack up the price. That, you know, if he was down in that 9K range, 8K range, I'd sign off on that, you know, immediately. But we've got Jake Arietta as the most expensive pitcher on the slate today. Now, I'll be kind of curious to see what kind of strikeout props we kind of get in there. And if you look on DraftKings or, excuse me, if you look over on FanDuel, he's 8,800. You know, Fantasy Draft, he's way up there at 21.6. So you could probably make an argument that you could play him over there on uh, on FanDuel a little bit more over DraftKings. But even on this two-pitcher site, I don't really see him being a guy that I'm looking at. Uh, the names that pop in for me, and I think number one is Eduardo Rodriguez here against Kansas City. Uh, super strong favorite today at minus, what, 232. Uh, explosive offense behind him. And bottom line is Kansas City just can't hit. And uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, super comfortable with him, uh, especially when we, you know, bring up the old uh, plate IQ. And as I told you the other day, we got that conditional formatting on plate IQ, and uh, it is just so tasty to look at. And uh, tonight's no different. So Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, you know, going against this Kansas City team and uh, versus lefties, they're just over, you know, since the beginning of last season, you've got an ISO of 111 and a weighted OBA of 286. So uh, significantly worse versus lefties than they are righties. And, you know, Whit Merrifield, you know, is a guy who definitely pops against left-handed pitching. But outside of him, that's it. Like, there's not much here that I think is going to do a heck of a lot of damage. And he might end up being chalked tonight, but I, I think I'm probably going to eat him uh, regardless of what that ownership number comes in at. So Eduardo Rodriguez uh, at 7,600 over on DraftKings. Uh, let's see. Uh, he is... 7,400 on FanDuel and 14.5 over on Fantasy Draft. So I like him in all formats today. And then the SP2 is a little bit more difficult. My initial feel was I'm going to go down to Jeff Samarja um, as well for San Francisco going against San Diego. Another team that, uh, you know, played IQ definitely in his favor here when you look at the uh, San Diego hitters. Um, you know, against righties uh, since the beginning of last season, 176 on that ISO, 315 on that WOBA. That is awful. So uh, 
I think that there's some upside here, but the risk that you run is Samarja just hasn't been very good. Now, since the beginning of last season, you've got an XFIP of 3.73. Like, that's pretty darn impressive. You also, uh, in 2018, in two starts, has an XFIP of 6.43. And he's definitely, you know, had some issues if you look at, you know, his his game logs here. And uh, mainly came down to seven walks in the two starts, especially Washington, that last start. You know, he got dinged up pretty good. Eight hits in under four innings. Gave up six earned runs. Now, that opening start versus the Angels, pretty impressive in that he went five innings, two hits, did have four Ks, and did have four walks. Now, he only pitched 80 pitches that day and finished at at right around 20 fantasy points, did get you the win. You got to wonder, like, you, they got to be letting him go here a little bit. And um, I think that he definitely has, like, mid-20s upside here against San Diego. San Diego's throwing that young lefty again here today. Uh, Giants a little bit better versus lefties than they are righties. So uh, I'm going back to the well with Samarja. I don't think he is, like, a lock and load. I think Rodriguez is that guy. If you want to, if you, want to you know, tinker with some other options in SP2, that's the guy I would take down. Um, and the other guys I might tinker with, maybe a Jake Faria today uh, against Detroit. I don't love it, but, you know, again, in tournaments, it's kind of all or nothing anyway, and that's what his starts have been this season. Um, he's, what, four earned runs in that last start versus Baltimore, pitched well versus Texas and Philly, got hit around a little bit and walked some people there against Boston that got him in some trouble. So uh, 7,200 on DraftKings, I don't hate it. You know, tie-on against Washington – Boy, he looked outstanding those first two starts. Um, certainly that first one, he was just, uh, you know, on it. You know, complete game versus Cincinnati. But Detroit, Philadelphia, Miami uh, after that, certainly Detroit and Philadelphia, the last two starts have gotten to him bad. Ten hits in 3.2 innings against Detroit. Five um, earned runs against uh, Philadelphia and one and two-thirds. So he's been in negatives each of the last two starts. Uh, just to give you some context here, though, he was a 12K pitcher against Miami. He was a $9,500 pitcher that opening start against Cincinnati. Even those last two starts, 9,111-1. He's probably more talented than this $8,100 price tag is on him. And if you're just believing that those were outlier starts, you probably fire him up, even against a pretty decent Washington lineup. But there is some risk to be had Um with that lineup, which we'll talk about, but uh, I don't mind him in tournaments and, and hoping that you know he gets it back because he's definitely a more talented pitcher than that salary says. And you could say the same for maybe John Lester here, um, but I, I'm worried about this game in Chicago. Like I think it's going to be a run fest, and I, I don't want to deal with starting pitchers in that one. Um, most of the other pitchers here, I, I can't get behind. Maybe Dan Straley versus Philadelphia. But, man, Reese Hoskins feels like a pretty good chance of taking him deep again for, like, the fourth time in his, you know, eight at-bats that he's faced him. We'll see. Uh, but Straley, first start of the year, he's not as bad as I think people might think. Um, but I always get a little bit leery first time out of the gate whether you want to go there. So, for me, Rodriguez, Samarja, maybe sprinkling some Faria and some Tyon. That's what I'm looking at today. And moving on to the bats. And we'll start. Uh, at the catcher position, and uh, if you're playing on on DraftKings today, I think catcher's pretty darn easy. I think that Wilson Contreras 
is going to have heavy ownership on DraftKings Fantasy Draft. He's 3,800 on DK, 32 on FanDuel, 7,200 on Fantasy Draft. Uh, and he's, you know, getting Kyle Freeland at home with the wind blowing out and he's under 4K. So, you know, there, there's definitely something to be said for do you want to, you know, maybe fade the chalk at this position in tournaments, uh, depending. We'll see what that ownership number comes in at. But I expect him to be heavy, heavy chalk here today. And Wilson Contreras at 3,800 makes a lot of sense tonight. Uh, maybe your pivot could simply be going to Buster Posey. He's 100 cheaper. Does get a lefty in Eric Lauer. And I was looking at his numbers over the last couple of years. He's pretty legit versus lefties. Uh, I know that's kind of a narrative that we throw out there, but it's real. And um, I guess it's not a narrative then, but the numbers line up and this isn't just short sample size. So uh, I like him even this season, 373 weighted OBA in the 37 at-bats he's had against left-handers, 189 ISO. So absolutely fine kind of going there. Uh, you know, Gary the Goat has been goading lately. He's really expensive tonight, but on a night like tonight, you can certainly pay down a little bit for starting pitching and, and make a guy like him work if you want to pay up. Uh, hard to say where you're looking on the punts. I think it's going to depend on, you know, who's in the lineup, lineup order. Uh, Russell Martin, I believe, has some excellent BVP against Lance Lynn, of all people. Let me bring that up here real quick. He's batting fifth, and it is seven for 18 in his career with a home run. Not too bad. 489-weighted uh, OBA, three walks, four strikeouts. So it's not amazing, amazing, but at under 3K, you could probably do worse than him today. Uh, all right, let's move on over to first base. We're going to be a little bit more, I think, competitive in terms of uh, ownership-wise where people are going to go. And I think Ryan Braun today is kind of interesting. I mean, obviously, if you're playing on... On FanDuel, he is, I believe, outfield there. Um, on DraftKings, he is first base eligible. He's 3300 on FanDuel. Really good price there. 82 fantasy draft, 45 on DraftKings. Uh, big fan of this matchup for him against lefty Brandon Finnegan, who is just not very good. Uh, he continues to really hit lefties well this year. 396 in the weight, weighted OBA, 348 on that isolated power. It's pretty, you know... Small sample size, but so far this season, he has been absolutely excellent. So uh, definitely a guy that uh, that I'm you know giving some consideration here tonight as well. Now, Logan Morrison, I actually think Minnesota today is sneaky on a stack. And uh, against Mr. Uh, Aaron Sanchez here today. And I don't love Logan Morrison, but it's hard not to put him into said stack if I decide to go there tonight. Uh, but uh, I think when we get to second and third, there's going to be other players that I'm going to make a case for uh, pretty strongly. So I like them. Uh, Cody Bellinger got, uh, what did he get, benched the other day because he didn't uh, run out a triple in like the eighth inning? Way to go. Way to go, Dave Roberts. Way to Dave Roberts. Um, but uh, another guy who has had uh, an immense amount of success here against Zach Greinke, and I don't think we should... Ignore it. It's uh, what six for 15, three home runs for him uh, so far in his you know short career. That's pretty darn good. Just to give you some context here, some other guys: Corey Seager, six for 15, two home runs, seven walks against uh, against Zach Greinke. So some pretty decent numbers, at least for the big bats um, there for the Dodgers against Zach Greinke. So Ballinger could be in play if you want to play 
the old BVP card, good ballpark for him to hit in out there in Arizona. But again, going against one of the better pitchers, do we really want to want to go there? Uh, a guy who is not one of the better pitchers, Jason Hamill. So we could look to Hanley Ramirez today. I think he is uh, a fine consideration. CJ Crone, we prefer him versus lefties, but Ryan uh, or Jordan Zimmerman is just awful. Like his plate IQ is like all red everywhere, and that's not a good thing. That's not something that uh, you should strive for. And so C.J. Crone uh, definitely is one of the more power bats that we have in that lineup. I probably am not going there. He's not that cheap for me at 3900 so uh, more than likely going to be a pass uh, there. Uh, we've got Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, he's not been great this season at all. Um, definitely has, you know, more power than we've seen. Only one home run, 157. He's, you know, battling a little bit of an injury. It is lefty on lefty. That's not maybe ideal. But I think Kyle Freeland's not going to last all that long. So I think he might get plenty of at-bats versus righties anyway in this game. And he just feels too cheap if the wind's blowing out there in Wrigley at 3,600. So uh, lefty and lefty, not something uh, with him that I I love to embrace. But definitely could be a spot where um, it could work out in his favor maybe later on in that game. Uh, If we're looking for some value... Uh, at this position, again, I don't think we need to dig too deep on value today just based on the um, the makeup of the pitchers here. But uh, another guy that I don't hate today is, um, is Pittsburgh against uh, Tanner Rourke. Now, Rourke isn't a guy who gets blown up all that much, um, but he does throw, let's see, um, he's got 36 of his... Um, 36% of his pitches come on that fastball sink here. That's pretty high. Uh, Josh Bell, not he's not great. He's not the best that we have on that one. The guy to consider there for, I think, for Pittsburgh could be uh, Corey Dickerson today with a 339 Woba, uh, 269 ISO, 40% hard contact rate versus that fastball sinker, which uh, Rourke likes to throw an absolute ton. So I think Dickerson's due for some positive regression with uh with some of the power numbers and this could be a spot where it potentially uh you know rears itself so pittsburgh sneaky stack probably not playing the guy like josh bell too much as a one-off all right let's move on to second base today and uh jose altuve starting to get hot so if you can fit him into your lineup today i totally get it uh makes a ton of sense and I'll definitely have some shares. Good history as well uh, against Sonny Gray. So a lot of stuff lining up for Jose Altuve. And it's not a position that I'm in love with um, in a lot of places. I mean, Adam Frazier leading off another guy, another one of these Pittsburgh bats who are pretty cheap today uh, that I don't hate. We talked about Merrifield. Probably not playing him against Rodriguez because I'll have so much Rodriguez. But uh, the guy to talk about here is Brian Dozier today. He and Miguel Sano. Uh, I am really excited about playing here today. Again, going against Aaron Sanchez and, you know, the pitch that Sanchez throws, he basically throws, you know, three pitches, but he throws the the fastball sinker at 41%. So that is a huge number for him. And Dozier has raked 389 Woba, a 256 ISO, 42% hard contact rate, uh, 86% contact rate in general against that pitch. 
I love him today at this position. And I think Miguel Sano at third base, I love both these guys. I think there's a chance they both hit home runs today. Sano versus this pitch, 492 on that weighted OBA. The average exit velocity at 94 miles per hour. So uh, incredible hard contact at 45%. Uh, one of these two are going to hit a home run, I think, against Aaron Sanchez today. This team total is one of the highest ones we have on the slate at right around five today, 4.9. So... Those two guys in particular really kind of popping for me today. And uh, I think Dozier at second base, excellent, excellent option for you tonight. Uh, if there's any other value for us at this position, maybe a Hernan Perez if he bats in that five hole versus Finnegan. It's a pretty good spot for him at 3K. Um, you know, DJ LeMahieu potentially leading off. That's fine. Uh out there in, in Wrigley, but I think Dozier, Altuve, again, this is like why I love spending up today because I'm not loving the cheaper options we have kind of in this middle infield where some days they do pop, but I'm not seeing it today. Uh, again, at third base, uh, if you're playing FanDuel or more importantly, if you're playing Fantasy Draft, which you should today, you can play Chris Bryant, you can play Nolan Arenado, you can play uh, Miguel Sano, like play all these guys. They are all excellent options for us. I think Sano is going to have the lowest ownership of the three, and uh, I think that makes him most intriguing for tournaments. But all three of those big-name bats today, uh, I'm looking at getting into my lineup, and I think that's it. Like Those are the three guys, I think, if I was building lineups, I'm putting in my uh, lineup builder and, and kind of moving on because I think of those three, two of them are going to have really good games here. Now, over at shortstop, we talked about the uh, the Corey Seager um, numbers versus Zach Greinke. Again, do you want to take him at over 4K versus one of the better pitchers? Maybe not. But here's a few things to consider, too. Trey Turner, if he gets on today against Jamison Tyon, I think we can chalk up a stolen base. Tyon, slow to the plate. Uh, we've got Cervelli behind the plate. Uh, it was terrible. And if you look at our... Uh, stolen base threat ratings, he comes in at number two, only behind Cameron Mabin, who I think alone against Jake Arrieta, kind of an intriguing option there at just 2,900 if you need value. But Trey Turner at 4,400, again, a uh, threat rating of 82. When it gets over 80, you're in a pretty good spot. Speed rating is enormous. And we've seen Washington super aggressive on the base path. So uh, the top guys in our threat ratings today, Mabin, Turner, VR, and Lorenzo Cain uh, are our top four here today uh, for that. But definitely Trey Turner at shortstop. I think a lot of upside when you get when you get fast guys, especially against Tyon, who hasn't had good stuff. Now, obviously, that can change. Um, it's just been two starts. But if you know if that continues, watch out. Like they're going to be aggressive on the base paths. There's literally no doubt in my mind uh, around that. Uh, Trevor Story against John Lester. We know his numbers versus lefties. They've continued again with wind blowing out potentially to left field. You're looking at 424 Woba, 317 ISO, and $4,200 price tag on him on FanDuel. Over on Draft or on DraftKings, that was FanDuel 39, Fantasy Draft 8,400. Uh, that's probably it. I mean, Carlos Correa is always fine. Um, you know, stacking up Houston. I, you can, I pretty much do at least one stack every single night with them, and hopefully by the end of the year, you'll make some money on that. Normally you do, but honestly, Trevor Story, Trey Turner, 
Corey Seager. The, I know they're the best players, but that's why you're paying down at starting pitching tonight. All right, let's get to the outfield. And, uh, you know, you got Boston guys here. Ben Intendi, you've got Betts, you've got uh, J.D. Martinez. They've got a team total like, what, five and a half tonight. So those guys, absolutely fine. Assuming Roth gives us the green light. Talked about Ryan Braun um, at first base. I'm fine with him in the outfield as well, certainly on FanDuel. Pretty good cheap, uh, cheap price tag. Lorenzo Cain in that outfield as well against Finnegan. A lot of things in his favor tonight. Uh, gave you the stolen base upside for Mabin, so against Arietta, nice price tag on him. And I also talked a little bit about uh, Corey Dickerson against Tanner Rourke. Don't mind uh, that matchup for him tonight. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, uh, looking at the handedness splits, gets Eric Lauer. Tough spot for Mr. Lauer here tonight uh, going against McCutcheon. 3500 so still a reasonable salary on him. I know he's not the, the hitter he once was, and I think that's something we got to remember but uh, on a night like tonight, if you need somebody in that range, I think we could do worse. Um, that's Those are the guys I'm looking at. I mean, Reese Hoskins has incredible BVP tonight. Let me bring it up here real quick. Uh, Hoskins against... Uh, where is it? Sorry, boys and girls. Here we go. Uh, Reese Hoskins against Dan Straley. Again, small sample size, so we can't get too crazy. But he's got six hits and eight at-bats, and three of those have left the yard. So, done pretty well there. Nick Williams, four for ten as well. Um, and uh, Odebel Herrera, four for twelve with a home run. But Reese Hoskins, uh, obviously, in the handful of at-bats he's seen, he's seen the ball really, really well, and he is in an excellent option pretty much every night. But uh, tonight's going to be no different. Uh, let's see, uh, other outfielders for us, uh, Almora, if he's leading off for Chicago tonight, uh, definitely like him, Ian Desmond at, uh, 3,500 over on DraftKings, way too cheap of a price tag on him today, potentially versus, uh, Mr. John Lester with the wind blowing out, so we'll keep our eye on that, uh, and I think those, hopefully you're taking notes, because I think those are the guys that I'm looking to play tonight, favorite stacks today, I think you got Chicago, that you can look at from top to bottom. Again, I didn't talk too much about you know guys like Baez. He is absolutely fine today. Um, but I like the Cubs. I think Minnesota is sneaky on the stack front today uh, as well. I don't think anybody's going to have them. And I think that that's a team you might want to get a few shares into your lineup today. I'll be stacking them up a couple times. But uh, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. That's baseball for us on Monday. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. I think we have a better hoop schedule tomorrow. Let's see what we got here real quick in terms of the uh, NBA uh, playoff schedule. And uh, let's see. Tuesday, we've got Cavs and Raptors. Looks like we've got uh, flip-flopping between one and two-game slates most of this week. So uh, back to the two-gamer tomorrow uh, for... Cavs, Raptors, 76ers, Celtics. I'll give you a few thoughts about that build. But good luck in your games tonight. Uh, check us out over on SiriusXM back again tonight at 6 Eastern. So we'll give you an updated look. And Kevin Roth will join us, as always, for some weather. And if you're a premium sub, you can always catch him on Crunch Time right there before roster lock, the final 30 minutes, talking weather, giving you some plays from uh, some of our top pros as well. So check that out. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of what we do here at Roto-Grinders. And uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow, same time, same place. Till then, good luck in your game. See you, everybody.
Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.